Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So uh, I have had the experience lately, especially on Zoom calls, of not being able to answer this basic question, how are you doing? I don't know, it, it, uh, it sends me into this place that I have now termed the foggy bottom of my mind, where all the things about the pandemic and about what are going on are like locked into this secret place. And then I have to retrieve a coherent thought. This is translated into my prayer life. What do I pray for anymore that I haven't prayed for in these last seven months? So my husband and I have apparently come to the end of our Netflix watch list. Ice cream is ubiquitous now, so it has lost its attraction. You know, I deeply love my husband, Stuart, but we seem to use up all of our words by sundown. What needs to be said has been said since we've been just together for seven months. The list of things that I miss, however, grows longer. I miss hugs, handshakes, high fives. I miss seeing a person's whole face. At the outdoor service at our farm last weekend, I couldn't tell who about a third of the congregation was because of the masks and the hats that only give you about one little strip of face. So when I'm asked, how am I doing? I haven't found the words yet, or maybe I have lost them in the whirl of words that is just swirling around all of us. I don't know what I want or need, but I do crave something. So today we're talking about Psalm 106, and verse 11 in Psalm 106 says that the people literally craved a craving. That really hits home. My pre-pandemic life was filled to the brim with cravings that I could readily satisfy for company, for entertainment, for food, for exercise, for travel. But as the shutdown continues, my cravings have fewer objects. I crave a craving. Our psalm today makes it very clear that this is the way humans operate. In our quest to satisfy ourselves, though, we hurt ourselves and others. If Psalm 106 were a song, it would certainly be a country song from God's point of view. Like Willie Nelson's You Done Me Wrong comes to mind, where he says or sings, if I could look inside your heart, I would know the reason you're leaving me all alone. You know it's not so when you say I've done you wrong. As a friend of mine says, we've got a lot of explaining to do. The psalmist tells us that right after God performed one of the most astounding miracles in known history, the insecure and restless Israelites created their own idol to soothe themselves, wanting something tangible that they could see, something from their past, something that gave them some sort of soothing from before, not the intangibility of God and these commandments that he was giving. They rebelled, and I understand that. Because we love our pseudo-salvations, like our job, our children, sports, other people, substances, rules, or ideologies that feel like they keep us safe. It's not wrong to love these things, but if we put them above our love of God, we lose our identity. We feel lost, confused, and rudderless. We don't know how we're doing because when something like a pandemic strips us, of our pseudo-salvations, our sense of meaning and purpose goes with them. 
You know, the text says they exchanged their glory for the glory of God, their Savior, their own glory instead of what God wanted for them. We put ourselves and our solutions at the center of our lives instead of God. So when describing Psalm 106, Tim Keller wrote, Human beings fail at living as they should with God and their neighbors. No matter how many things God does for them, it doesn't change their hearts. Their ingratitude, from verse 13. Their endless craving, from verse 14. Their sense of superiority to God, again, verse 14. Or their envy and selfishness, verse 16. We need something to be done in us to save and transform us because we can't do it ourselves. Psalm 106 is the confession of our infidelity to God who has never done us wrong, no matter what we are complaining about. Unlike Willie Nelson, however, God has seen into our hearts and knows why we are attracted to quick fixes and concrete ideologies. And in his mercy, sent Jesus Christ to be our real salvation, to answer that need. So I've been working with our three fellows, Ashley, Ellie, who just did our readings, and Lizzie, on our Bible studies of the Psalms for the past two months. You can join us just by going to the website. We have two Bible studies that are centered on the Psalms now. Ashley found a Psalm 106 illustration in the 1955 movie, Rebel Without a Cause. You may remember that was James Dean. It was the last movie that he made before he died and after he had won an Oscar. And he plays a young man named Jim who is rebelling without a discernible cause. And the adults around him are reacting to his rebellion. He finds the way his mother criticizes his father intolerable. She represents the law, always judging and always finding fault. He sees his father as weak because his father is loving and generous, which is the means of grace in this film. Jim shares the cause of his rebellion, however, with a police officer, saying, Boy, if I had one day when I didn't have to be all confused, didn't have to feel ashamed of everything I felt, that I belonged someplace, you know, that's it. So he's not without a cause. Jim is a rebel like all of us. He rebels against his need for God while he is craving love and forgiveness, the love and forgiveness that only Christ can provide. Unlike most of us, however, Jim lets us hear what's going on in his mind and heart. Like Jim, our inner playlist is a fearful, rebellious refrain while our outer self projects a song of self-righteousness and self-sufficiency. This means that our hearts are always at war within us, rebelling against the law while feeling ashamed of seeing love as weak. We usually hide our internal dialogue so that we appear strong and without fault, because we think that is the way that we will find love. But God knows the root of our suffering, and makes the inner life known through the Psalms, as we find in this Psalm. We want to be strong on our own, not dependent on God or others, but God has willed to make God's self known to us, despite our rebellion and inequity, because of his covenant to be faithful. 
You know, Luther said, our hearts are like ships on a troubled ocean, driven by the winds from every corner of the earth. So these are the very same hearts that we try to squeeze a prayer out of. This heart that is buffeted about by the world, that is always seeking, craving. So our inwardly focused eyes can only see how God has done us wrong by not making our lives easier. And yet Psalm 106 asks us to confess that we have not experienced this through the constantly forgiving and eternal eyes of God. So no wonder during this pandemic we may feel dry and searching for words. Thomas Merton wrote, To find the way to God and to speak with him, whether the heart is full or empty, no man can do that by himself. He needs Jesus Christ. It can be very painful to want to speak to God but be unable to, to not have the words. So the Psalms are a Jesus-shaped prayer life because they are the prayers that Jesus prayed. For 2,000 years, God's people have learned how to hear from God and how to talk to God by praying the Psalms. If we believe prayer is only an outpouring of the heart, we miss the deep healing that just praying the words of the Psalms brings. As a parent teaches a child to talk by talking to her, God has spoken to us through the Psalms and taught us what to say. So going back to Psalm 106, we see the history of our unfaithfulness and yet the faithfulness of God. Verse 21 says they forgot their own Savior who turned things around in Egypt. How many times a day do we forget our very own Savior who turned things around for us on the cross? Despite our forgetfulness, Christ accepts us back over and over again with open arms and deep forgiveness so that this barrier of our shame, of our turned inward on ourselves, is broken and we are free to be loved and to love. Our Savior may not provide a new Netflix show or job or a quick end to the pandemic, but God did self-sacrifice on the cross so that our craving and craven hearts would be saved eternally. Psalm 106 is a confessional prayer that God has taught us to pray and prays through us so that our hearts remember this eternal truth, that God is faithful, that we can give thanks for he is good and his mercies last forever, even if we forget what he has done through Christ while we are still rebels without a cause. How am I doing? Well, I've discovered words to locate Christ in the landscape of our seemingly endless chaos by seeing the history of my relationship with God in Psalm 106, giving thanks for Christ's great sacrifice for me. Amen.